Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. My name is Neil King. This is episode two. Thank you to everyone who listened to episode one. Now, if anyone did listen, they'll notice that I did present that on my own and I interviewed um, local actor Neil Callan. And we liked Neil so much that we've got him into co-host episode two. Neil, how you doing? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for thanks for inviting me back. You're very welcome. I was very lonely doing it the first time, so I'm glad you're here. So in episode one, we chatted to you about Spamalot just before it started. So how did it go? It went really, really well. It was it was it was a great run. It was a really energetic, really tiring week. It was it was a fantastic show. I mean, we could have done with a few more bums on seats earlier in the week, but it's the sort of the the time old Manx thing where you get a new show in that people don't really know. Or, or possibly with this one as well, because it had that, that handle of, of Monty Python spam a lot. You get the people going, oh, I don't really like Monty Python, so they won't bother going to see it. But then, as the word gets out around how, how well the show has gone, the ticket sales then for the back end of the week really just started to pile up. And on, on the last night, it was fantastic. We had a, a, a full house, and the entire crowd were up on their feet with an ovation at the end, singing along and clapping and dancing along. It was great. Oh, brilliant. Well, I went to see it twice, and I loved it. Fantastic. It did really well. So Thank well you. Done. Well done to everyone at DCU as well. So, you're here co-hosting, so should we go through what we've got today? Why not? Um, so, on episode two, in act one, we speak to Lisa Kreisky about her upcoming play, which she's co-directing. It's called Our Day Out by Willie Russell. And in act two, I talk to Katie Lawrence about life playing in the pit, and also her upcoming concert, The Sound of Stories, featuring over 650 local school children. Oh, wow. It's a lot of kids. It's a lot of kids. <laughs> and in Act 3, uh, we talk to Lisa Kreisky again in our section called Getting to Know You, where we talk about the various roles she's played in the past and what she'd like to play in the future. So here we go. Let's do go to Act 1. This is my chat with Lisa Kreisky. Lisa, thanks for joining us at the Manx Theatre Podcast. So we're here today to talk about Our Day Out which you're co-directing. So for those who don't know anything about the show, can you tell us a little about the story? It's written by Willie Russell, who is the playwright behind classics like Blood Brothers, Educating Rita, Shirley Valentine, of course. It's a very sort of heartwarming story, but it's also very funny. It's about a group of backstreet Liverpoolian kids in the 70s um, from what they called at the time the progress class, which is children who had problems reading or writing or just maybe from hard backgrounds and had problems concentrating. In those days, they were all lumped into this progress class um, because there wasn't the help, of course, that there is in the educational system today. They all go from Liverpool to to have a wonderful day out to Conway Castle and are joined by their teachers of varying types and varying backgrounds. There's the very strict teachers, there's the kind of bohemian, fun teachers, and it's all just about them getting out of their everyday lives, going on a fun day out and learning a little bit about themselves and about their peer group. We've got some real bright sparks here, Mrs Gay. The right bunch. Well, I think we'll be safe now you've come to look after us. It's beautifully written by Willie Russell and beautifully acted by our by our cast members. So, from the audience perspective then, what can they expect from the actual production? Well, they can certainly expect a lot of laughs. The kids and the adults that we have in our cast are just hysterical. They've really taken on the language of uh, 1970s Liverpool and they're just having so much fun with it. Some of it is not necessarily very PC today, but it's very period, it's very... It's very classically Liverpool. In fact, the gentleman that we've got playing um, Ronnie the driver, 
he we always have a bit of a laugh with him because he's saying this play is like his childhood. He grew up in 1970s Liverpool, so he's our kind of unofficial dialect coach, if you like. Was it your singing, Riley? Sir, swear on me, mother. Don't believe him, sir. How can he swear his mother? She's been dead for ten years. But it's a really, I mean, there's some really moving scenes, there's some really wonderful moments between the characters, but really it's just good old, traditional... Willie Russell craziness and it really is it's absolutely bonkers the kids are just having a whale of a time with it one of the biggest challenges in theatre is, is choosing the show so when you went into kind of choosing the show what was your criteria well Chrissy and I have always loved Willie Russell's work this is a show that I did when I was 13 with a, a company that came over to the island so I've always had a real passion for this show Chrissy and I wanted to find a really great play that had a small cast, but also that we could cast the net wider to find people that maybe haven't been involved in theatre before, maybe don't, don't enjoy singing and dancing, but really want to get on stage because they enjoy acting and they enjoy getting to know a character. So we wanted to find something where we could really delve into the backgrounds of these people, whether it's Mr Briggs who has hundreds of lines or, you know, the zookeeper who has maybe three, we wanted every single person in our 25-strong cast to have as much opportunity as the next person to develop their character, whether they have lots of lines or not very many. So as you said, there's a few adults um, in the show, um, but the majority of the cast are children, uh, being a school trip. So what's it like directing um, so many young actors? I really, really enjoy working with kids. I really enjoy getting to know them and working with them to really develop the characters, to make sure that they know the background of the character, the era. And one of the reasons that I really like working with kids is because they listen and they learn. I feel like we're giving them a basis in character development so that they can really research any future characters that they do. You know, it's not just learning a song or learning lines or learning a dance routine. You have to know their background. You have to know who, what, when where they've come from, where they're going to, what their aspirations are. And I feel like sometimes, certainly when I was growing up, you didn't necessarily have the tools or the information in which to develop that character from. So I'm really excited to see what they do with the characters. In a few weeks' time, we're going to be doing something called hot seating, which is basically sitting a character in a chair and firing questions at them. And these people have to answer the questions as their character. It's so that they can know exactly where that character's coming from. So that if they're not saying lines, they're still acting, they're still in character. And it's not boring for them. They're not just walking props. They are actually fully, fully developed characters. And I think being confident in a character on stage is really, really important. And it means that when they're not acting or not speaking lines, they can still know what they're doing and add to the scene. These are the children, Ronnie, that stand outside shop windows in the pouring rain, looking and longing and never getting, even at Christmas. What are the biggest challenges for this production, then? The fact that there is so much going on on stage all the time. It's not just a scene between two people. You've got a group of kids playing tag, but then a really beautiful, heartwarming heartfelt scene happening over the other side of the stage so these kids have got and the adults have got to learn when there has to be a load of background noise and when they have to take it down we've also done some workshopping on pulling focus 
because as much as it's a massive ensemble piece, when there is a scene going on, there's still 25 other people on the stage. So the people that are involved in that scene have to really pull the focus away from somebody having an arm wrestle up stage left. They might be downstage right having a full-on heart-to-heart. We've also done some work on projection, voice projection, because, of course, everybody's so reliant on microphones nowadays that we didn't want our cast members to be reliant on microphones. So we've done a lot of work on supporting the voice, projecting but not shouting. There's a huge amount that's involved in this show that I don't think Chrissy and I quite banked on when we started, but we're absolutely loving now that it's really evolving. Yeah, so you just mentioned uh, Christine then, so you're co-directing with Christine Sutcliffe. So what's that been like? Oh, Chrissy and I have been friends for over 25 years. We love working together. We joke sometimes that we actually share a brain. Sometimes we'll be arguing about the same point and then realise that actually we're arguing about something that we agree on. So we, we have a real laugh. We've got very similar ideas on a directorial style. You know, when Chrissy was in Les Mis, she obviously um, had to be out of the loop for a while and she's come back and said oh my gosh actually that's that's what I would have done so it's really nice and I think that when you know somebody so well and have been friends for so long we just we, we find it very easy to work together so this has been put on by your company that you co-own Chrissy and I are um co-founders of Stage Door Entertainment who's producing and directing this piece but we've also got like a fantastic backstage team as well we've got props we've got wardrobe we've got a fantastic crew so we're just really excited to have such a brilliant team around us. Can you tell us a bit more about how Stage Door Entertainment came to be then and how long it's been going? It was founded in 2014 by myself, Chrissy, and Alex Tuey. And we got together basically to try and find something that nobody else was doing. We were very interested in the theatre and education side of it. We wanted to find a niche market, which I think we've, we've nourished that sort of idea and we've evolved it and it's grown. We try to do more small-scale things. What we love doing is um, theatre in different spaces, so not necessarily at the Gaiety or at the Studio Theatre, but during Theatre Fest a few years ago, which is a festival of new work for the theatre that we create, we did a piece of theatre in a pub. Last year we did uh, a period drama at the Grove Museum. So we try to take theatre out to people that might not necessarily see it at first glance. And so what, what does the future hold for Stage Door Entertainment and what's your ambitions for the company? Our ambitions is to just grow and grow and teach people that theatre isn't necessarily just going and watching a musical, as much as we love that, don't get me wrong, but theatre is should be accessible to everybody. You pay £25 to go and see a big musical at the Gaiety, which of course is fantastic and it's great that we have access to that. But I also think that theatre is all about the small scale stuff and the, almost like the grassroots projects who we're teaching the people coming up into the industry so that they can go, sorry, our skill set, because Chrissy and I obviously are professionally trained. If we can teach the kids coming up into theatre that skill set, then when they go on to do whatever they want to do, whether they want to stand up and give a seminar or they want to go into musical theatre or they want to be a teacher, I think the theatrical skill set if it's taught correctly, the world's your oyster, really, because it gives you skills for life, really. And so that's the future of Stage Door. What's, what about the future of Lisa, then? What have you got coming up? Well, first of all, I'm directing this amazing show called Our Day Out. But then in the summer, I will be playing Lena Lamont in 
Singing in the Rain. And then, very excitingly, we now are in the early stages of planning Theatre Fest 19, which is a really exciting um, festival, which has been going for the last four years. Yeah, this will be its fourth year. And that is all new work for the theatre, which we're very, very passionate about. It's very exciting to go and see Oklahoma or Phantom of the Opera, but... For us, what's really exciting is having brand new work that is in its very early stages and being involved in developing that work. Great. Well, we'll have to talk to you again when those things are coming up. You will indeed. So thanks so much for talking to us today. Thank you, Neil. So that was my chat with Lisa Kreisky. We're going to hear from her in Act 3. So, on to Act 2. This is your interview with Katie Lawrence. Yes. Um, so this is your, the first interview you've done for us. Yes. Here at the Manx Theatre podcast. How was it? It was. It went really well, actually. I was. I was a little bit nervous beforehand because you know, it's the first time I've sort of been on the other side of yeah. it. I mean, I've been interviewed quite a few times for different things, but uh, then holding, sitting there, holding the paper, asking the questions for the first time was uh, was an interesting experience. <laughs> Katie's lovely, though, isn't she? She is. She's great, and uh, we we uh, we sat down and got got quite comfortable quite quite quickly. So it was right. nice. But uh, we were sat in the, the government canteen when we had our chat, so uh, there's a little bit of background noise, a few <laughs> clinking of plates and, and, and uh, knives and forks, but, uh, but hopefully everything comes over okay. So showbiz, isn't yeah. it? So showbiz. Okay, here we go. This is Neil's chat with Katie Lawrence. Hi, Katie. Welcome to the Manx Theatre Podcast. Pleased to be part of it. <laughs> so many people will have seen or probably more likely heard you at the Gaiety Theatre, because you're not one for being on the stage, but you're more of a one of the stalwarts in the pit these days. Yeah, I, I started doing the shows about sort of four or five years ago. first one was uh, West Side Story, and then I've done quite a few since then. So, yeah, I enjoy it. I love it. So, so what, what's what's your instrument then? What do you what do you play? Uh, I'm the violin player, so that's, I can play piano as well, but not, not to pit orchestra standard. So how many shows have you done then over the last sort of four or five years, do you think? I think seven, including Father Ted. I, def- I would include Father Dead. It was right. so much fun. Oh, excellent. Um, uh, West Side Story, Oklahoma, Chess, Les Mis, Spamalot, Father Ted, and there's one other that has escaped my mind. All right, so what's your favourite show then, been so far, that I've either to watch or to play in? Oh, I, I forgot the producers. <gasps> producers, right. Um, actually, those two, both of the uh, Spamalot and the producers were, were good fun, just because... I, oh, we just never stopped laughing the whole time. Yeah. And, like, spam a lot. <laughs> we were still laughing on the last night, and actually, we I joke about it, but that says a lot about the fact that it, it was just cracking us up every night, and it was very funny. But honestly, my, my favourite one was probably the first one, the West Side Story, because... Yeah. It's the first show I ever went to see. Yeah. As well, and I just there's something about the music from it. it just it's just beautiful, and the orchestration of all the mm. all the parts and stuff. So, so I'd probably good, say West there's a good strong connection to that show then. Yeah, I would yeah. say so. Yeah. Okay. So then, being in the pit, what are the best and possibly the worst things about being in the pit of the show? Right. Am I allowed to name check different companies? Oh yeah, name right. check. Away. I'm gonna I'm name checking DCU at this point because Karen makes the most amazing. She things. does. She does. I can vouch for that. Being in the pit and having that there, I li- literally I lost weight on that on, on that show. Well, that must the, be a first. Yeah, the, the cake diet. Um, but she just shoots everyone so well. So um, I, I like I like the banter you get with the band. Yeah. And we have a load of fun because it can be quite lonely sometimes with us and like being away from the cast and yeah. the cast have been together for like however long the rehearsal blocks have been going on for so they get to know each other really well and then we're kind of like in the pit and uh, you know 
don't always kind of sort of get to see the cast and meet them yeah. and sort of. Um, but no, it's good fun. We have we have a bit of a laugh and we wind each other up. And I suppose from the pit, then depending on which seat you get, you probably either get to see a little bit or nothing at all. Yeah, Les Mis, I didn't see anything. Oh, although I did swap with Juliet a couple of nights because um, then I could see bits of uh, Cosette and like Fontaine dying and her hair being cut off and all those sorts of things. But yeah. It does depend. Like if you're under the stage, you can't see anything. So. No. Um, no. But with Les Mis, something like that, it, like we weren't stopping anyway. There was no stops at all. No. Because no, it plays the whole way through, yeah, doesn't it? So, yeah. Right. So, although you're not normally known for being on stage, uh, a little bird tells me that you're making your your on stage debut this summer. I am. I I agree to it. I thought, well, I'll just give it a go. You know, I like trying new things and kind of. It's a bit of a shock factor, really. That's why I did the dancing last year because I knew that loads of people would would be like, no, she's not going to do it. But yeah, Kelvin asked me to play some violin stuff. I'm not really sure what's going on at the moment, but I have to learn some stuff and then I'm kind of wandering on the stage at some point. So this is in Singing in the Rain? Yeah, in Singing in the Rain over the summer. So So there's a bit of a violin solo on stage, I believe. Apparently so. I I, I did check. The first thing I checked was, do I have to wear a dress? (laughs) (laughs) If the answer is no, then that's great. Okay. So away from the theatre then, you're a teacher at Balakotia Primary School. Um, you're also the music coordinator there. So what, what does that in, entail for you? Um, so basically my main job is to teach I teach every class in the school music. They get a guaranteed music lesson once a week. Sometimes I focus on inter- instrumental skills and then sometimes I'll focus on ensemble skills and we just kind of work through and tr- just trying to develop all their kind of musical skills with listening and performing and we do composing as well so right. and then also I um, coordinate all the ensembles at school as well so we have the choir um, and then we have um, we have a ukulele group as well I've oh, just right. started another infant violin group as well so I just do different ensembles according to what I've got and yeah. what the kids want to do and um, maybe looking at a rock group at some point as well so excellent um, you had some uh, some success this year at the at the guild yeah did, did all right yeah so we can um uh, one the action song which is hilarious because originally when i first started doing the action song with them it was me choreographing it and i have two left feet so <laughs> uh, some of the moves were hilarious but i i get help now so victoria mclaughlin helps us out with it right olivia black or Land also, she yes. now, has helped us out in the past. But yeah, they came first in the action song, the second in the junior choir, and they won the vocal ensemble class and, and uh, the Gaelic choirs class, so right. lots of things. So. Yeah, great. So then, with all your work with the, the school choirs, then that brings us on then to uh, an exciting new venture of yours, Sound of Stories. Mm-hmm. So, this is crazy idea that's been going around my head for a few years, and then I finally kind of decided to go you know sort of and just just go for it and just yeah. thought life's too short I want I wanted to go for it and wanted to to do something a bit different that something I'd never done before and I found some crazy people to help me organize it organize it and then the rest is history two weeks now so how many children are involved altogether the official number is 650 wow. it's, like, it's just a little bit more not not much more but 650 kids sort of all, all singing and all the songs are based on well they're from uh, movies and musicals that are based on books and okay. stories which is hence the name so claire reynolds and gave me the idea for the name she's kind of play on words or sound of music if yeah. you like so we've got things like um somewhere out there and then for good from wicked which is based on the book the um the alternative tale of the the wicked witch and then we've got things like um consider yourself from oliver 
uh, somewhere out there from American Tale. They're just loads of different songs, really. Stuff that the kids are sort of would half know. Yeah. Um, and didn't, it wouldn't hopefully take a huge amount of extra rehearsal time up in schools. Yeah. And then they're going to be split into two big groups. So uh, group one and group two. And then we're kind of all opening the show together and closing the show together. And then each group will sing one song, and then the other group will sing another song, and right. then they'll alternate so that they're not sat down for too long, basically. Yeah. So, so is, that, is there a mix of different schools singing singing together, or is that just sort of the, the mix of opening and closing numbers? Yeah, so um, what will happen is that all the schools will sing together to open the show and to close each half as well. And then... Um, the, the two groups of kids are they're split up into group one schools yeah. and group two schools um, so group one schools will sing their song and then groups two schools will sing another song and then group one will sing again so at any one time there's like 300 kids at least singing together so, right. so how do you manage to get round and, and rehearse all those different choirs well um, I mean right at the beginning I, I said to schools I said look you, you, uh, you know, give me a shout at any point if you kind of need any help with it but there are some schools who haven't incredibly confident music coordinators and don't actually necessarily need my help I, I've, I consider that like a good thing yeah. so I've been into some of the schools who are maybe not sure on certain songs and need a bit of help and guidance in certain places so not necessarily been to all the schools because they, they don't always, as I say they don't always need it yeah. um, but getting that many children together that must, that must take a, an awful amount of coordination That's, I guess it's not the kind of thing you can do y- yourself you must have quite a big team behind you helping out yeah I, I've got um, so I've got uh, Heather Dakin's been a massive help Heather is a music coordinator at school in Jubilee and I've also got Adele Parsons at school Portland Morris she's been a, a big help as well and then we've also got Aisha uh, Ronnie Kirkham at Manor Park and Claire Campbell at Vic Road and there is one more Liz Dixon at Valjeo who's been amazing she's done uh, she did the script we've got little bits of narrations in between the songs and stuff so she wrote that and then she also did the seating plan which is immense yeah I've seen a picture of the seating plan it's phenomenal yeah yeah, it's all colour coded and just like I don't even I just took one look at it and I'd been putting it off (laughs) and she just did it like just like that so I I couldn't have done it without any of those people because they've given up their own time to meet up and and discuss things and thrash ideas out so you can't do it by yourself it's not doable no so, no so how have the ticket sales been going and um, well it's been sold out for a couple of months so. right all right so the concert itself then is on wednesday the 12th of june mm-hmm. yeah at um, the at the Ville marina yeah, yeah well so with less than two weeks to go yeah i wish you the best of luck oh thank you very much thank you for talking so, to us today casey yeah, thanks for chatting thank you thank you to katie lawrence there for telling us all about her upcoming show now what we're going to do now, we're going to just, we were having a look at the board at um, Manx Theatre Podcast Towers about all the shows that are coming up this year. We've got Singing in the Rain coming up in August. We have the Adams Family Theatre Fest in October. And in November, um, we just mentioned the auditions of Blood Brothers um, very shortly, and that's going to be on in November. So a great year coming up. I'm sure there's loads more that we've missed as well. Plenty. Uh, yeah, so we're going to just keep our eyes on the um, all the Facebook sites to see what's coming up. If you have an event coming up that you want us to talk about on the podcast, then get in touch with us through our Facebook page. We've also got an email address, which is manxtheatrepodcast at gmail.com. And now it's time for Act 3, our Getting to Know You section, where Neil speaks again to Lisa Kreisky. Lisa, thanks for joining us again. So we are going to do our Getting to Know You section with you. 
So the first question we ask, go back right to the beginning, what was your first ever role? Oh, my first ever role was when I was three years old and I played the shrunken witch in um, in a production of The Wizard of Oz. And I was also a munchkin, but I really felt like I was at one with the shrunken witch. And I had to run around the stage cackling. And on one performance, my mum has recently told me that I refused to cackle. Oh. I said, no, no, I'll run around the stage, but I won't cackle. So I was a diva even then. Oh, I love it. <laughs> and what was your first um, kind of major role? My first major role, something that really stands out to me, was probably my first role on the Isle of Man, actually. And it was actually in a service players production of Daisy Pulls It Off. Um, I played Daisy and I met some um, lifelong friends doing it. So, um, and I still talk to them now. It's, yeah, I love that play. Absolutely love it. Awesome. Question number two, what is your last or your latest role? My last role was Baroness Davina, the wicked stepmother in Cinderella, Panto just gone at Christmas, um, and I, I loved playing. I loved playing the big characters, um, and it was a really fun show to do. Really lovely cast. It was a fantastic experience. My latest role is directing Our Day Out by Willie Russell, uh, which is on the thirteenth to the fifteenth of um, June. But apart from that, in the summer, I will be playing Lena Lamont in Singing in the Rain, which I'm very excited about. That's one of my bucket list parts. That awesome. So, question number three. Um, this will be a hard one for you because you've played so many characters over the years. What was your favourite ever role? Oh, that's really tricky. My favourite ever role was probably... It would have been something like Mari in um, The Rise and Fall of Little Voice, which I did a few years ago, and I absolutely loved that show. And uh, it was it was really well cast. Again, really a fun experience. Um, but I also enjoyed doing Two which I did with Carl Parker. He and I worked really, really well together. We've done a few bits together. But in that, I got to play lots and lots of different characters all in all in the same show, which I really enjoy doing. So what is your dream role? My dream role, and I've always wanted to do this ever since I studied it for A-level, I really want to play Blanche in A Streetcar Named Desire. So if anybody out there is uh, planning on putting that on, I'm your girl. <laughs> Next question is the part you were born to play. So the character from a musical or a play that which is most like you. Oh, now I would love to play Miss Hannigan in Annie, I mm-hmm. think. And I don't, I don't think she's dissimilar to me. I mean, I don't mind drink. Mm-hmm. I do like kids, but in small doses, you know. I quite like my own. <laughs> of course, I love every child that we have in our day out. They're all fabulous. But yeah, I'd love to play Miss Hannigan. And I think I could really give myself to that part. Yeah, why not? And our gender swap questions. So if you could choose a, a male role to play in a musical. Or a that, that's a really tricky one because, you know, there are so many amazing men's parts. But I love Willie Russell's work. I've done um, Educating Rita. Um, I've done, you know, Shakers. So I would really, really love to play Mickey in Blood Brothers because I just think his script and his music is so beautiful or music in that show is so beautiful that I, I would love to play Mickey and I'd never get the chance because it's always a boy. Boo. We'll, we'll make it happen again. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Thanks so much. Thank you. So that was Lisa again, some great choices there yeah. from Lisa. And that is episode two done. So special thank you to Neil Callan for joining me. Thank you for inviting me along. It's been great to have you here. So that's it then for episode two. Uh, keep your eyes on Facebook and our Instagram accounts for details of upcoming episode three. 
Thank you very much for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.